Peace and greeting from the sound of the rising sun. This is uh, the Von Council Podcast. And this is your boy, Monquay. And this is your boy, Stefan. And uh, we're back at it with episode 43. All right. Well, technically, this would be uh, 44 because we split out the last episode into two parts. All right. Well, we'll, do, we'll make this 44. All right. All right. It's been a minute. It's been about uh, about two weeks. So you know, I guess we've been we just try to get try to unload the content and bigger episodes and try to drop drop stuff when we can because we essential. <laughs> and I know it's picking up for me. It's not that you know anything's kind of. It's not that it's gotten worse per se. It's just that I mean it opened up, so it got it got normal. So it just it, you know the, the work the workload picked up. So that's why I've been a little bit more busy. But, you know, I guess for me, in the last uh, couple uh, weeks, it's the last podcast, the last episode, um, you know, like I said, it opened up, whatever, I guess we went into another phase in North Carolina and it opened up and, uh, you know, it just, it just got normal for a little bit. Yeah, the, the cases picked up, but at the same time, it was just more so uh everything was just getting back to normal for a little bit before you know i guess they closed it they were starting to you know go back to phase two or whatever and close stuff back down so for me it's just been uh you know it's been busy like usual it's not really any different than it was before in my opinion um but you know it's cancer season we in basically in, in the beginning of the summer uh yeah today's my grandma's birthday so shout out there. Shout out to shout out to your grandma. Um it's already like June, like which is crazy. Uh but you know, for me, yeah, that's that's kind of just how how you know it's kind of been going for me. How how has stuff been going for you uh, the last couple weeks? Uh for me it's it's been the same. We're still working from home. Nothing has changed uh since the last episode in terms of my daily routine today i was working i was working uh trying to figure out some stuff going into this next week which will be the month end week where we have to reconcile the the financial books and we're just trying to get everything squared away with that i'll probably work some more tomorrow on getting stuff uh getting stuff fixed so next week will go smoothly because next week will be a shorter week because of uh the holiday but um yeah you know it's it's it, it seems like you know we take one step forward just to go backwards you know because like you said we were moving forward uh going into phase three but now we are right back into phase two or maybe we could call it 2.5 because right now it's in effect until Friday, July 17th. So we got a couple more weeks to to go with this. But I don't know because, again, the, there's spikes all over the country in terms of uh, new cases. And there's different there's different opinions on that. Obviously, some people say it's skewed uh, because... There wasn't enough tests to begin with, 
So it, it looks like there's new cases when really it's just people, it's just the people that had it beforehand now being able to get tested for it. And then you look at it on the other end of the spectrum and it's like uh, people have been going out and you know, turning up and stuff. I've seen videos from different cities and uh, people just going out and acting like everything is normal. So, yeah, it would make sense that cases would spike. So now we get to the point to where stuff is getting uh, mandated, you know, like for us with the, the masks. But um, I see South Carolina... Their governor, he decided not to do that, not to make it mandatory. But I don't know. I feel like it, there's a possibility that we could go back into a lockdown again, essentially. Um, because people people are treating treating it like nothing is wrong and nothing is going on when these cases are rising all over. And I had a conversation with my, my folks about it when I went home for Father's Day and we were talking about it and I I said I said to them I was like I think it's gonna get to the point to where it's gonna be looked at as like the seasonal flu. I don't think it's ever gonna be completely eradicated. I think it's just gonna get to that point to where it's just something there's gonna be uh spot there's gonna be times throughout the year where there's more cases than not. And that's just something we're going to have to deal with moving forward. And my sister was bringing up the uh, the bubonic plague. She was bringing up uh, what happened in the early 1900s with the, the uh, scarlet, I think it was the scarlet fever. And it's just something that they, you, they, adjust, they adjusted to at that time. And I feel, <clears throat> I feel like that's what's going to happen with this. I don't think it's going to be completely ever really I, I don't know if it's ever going to be under control like that because of how people are treating it but I don't know if that is necessarily something to um to be looked at as a complete negative because there's new cases rising but I don't see the death toll rising uh I don't see the death toll significantly increasing and some of these new cases are asymptomatic. I'm looking at public figures uh, get the get uh, get tested positive for it, and they're asymptomatic. So there's a chance that a lot of people have it and don't even know, which um, which isn't a good thing. But I mean, the death, like I said before, the death toll isn't rising. It doesn't seem like it's rising with the amount of new cases, which is a positive. So, yeah, the the road, the the future still seems uncertain with what with this, and it's uh it's going to be an interesting rest of the year. You know, this this year is definitely one for the for the the history books for sure. We told you. We told everybody 2020 was gonna be a was gonna be a good one. Um, but you know, speaking on the uh, situation at hand, 
Yeah, man. I, I still live in fear that, you know, I I could possibly get whatever this thing is. But I think, you know, I think at this point we can clearly see that this I mean, I think if you if 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 you're on the wavelength that I'm on, you can clearly see that it's a political war going on. Like, I, I mean, it, it is a real political war going on, I think, you know, and I truly think at this point, you know, with what you what you were saying about how public figures were, uh, the cases were increasing and you were noticing a lot more public figures and college athletes, which which are like public figures and, um, and entertainers, you know, quote unquote, getting these cases, but are asymptomatic. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's interesting because I, I think that what, what, what we what I think just happened or what is happening is I think we were actually getting close to basically getting rid of this situation at hand. I think what what is at hand will eventually disappear in the uh, probably next half a year to a year or so. I think I, I personally think it would just disappear. Um, and I, I think, you know, within the next year, I think we're actually going to figure out ways. I think, you know, in the next few years, we're going to figure out ways, um, new, new, new ways medically to actually treat viruses. And we're going to like, I think medicine is about to take a big shift in, 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 a, in a positive direction. So I think we're going to look at, I, I think, I think we're going to look at viruses and seasonal flu and, um, the cold and even this thing at hand, I think we're going to. Look at it differently. I, actually, I think we're about to head in a good direction. Once we get through the, I mean, it's, it, I, these next six months are going to be, it's going to continue to get crazier and crazier because it's a it's a power shift, I think, you know, and I think the old guard is losing a lot of power and it's, they're, 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 they're dipping deep into the playbook. And I think with this mask, the mask mandate shows that, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the mask, but I think, you know, in my opinion, we can see that it's, it's a political war. Um, I think we were actually getting getting better at uh, combating. I think the reason why they say, you know, it's a lot of people getting it and it's asymptomatic is because I think that with opening everything back up, I think that's the key to fighting this is herd immunity is I think we I think we have to open stuff back up. And allow people to contract the illness and then kind of fight the course. At this point, we'll start to realize that this is how this is this is how it's going to end up just disappearing. I don't think it's going to be like the flu or I think or, or anything. I think it's just going to end up disappearing. But I think herd immunity and opening stuff back up um, is 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 a way to is, is how it's really the biggest key. Like opening stuff back up and keeping your social distancing and you know your hygiene. That's going to be the key to like basically a limb. That's what that's what what's going to be used to eliminate uh, this. But see, what's going on is I think the media is not is 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 is, is in opposite hands. The media is in is 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 in basically it has a death grip on people's minds. So you know, it does not matter at all. You know the logical and I think the truth behind really what's going on is if, if the media says is if the media says what is happening that is the reality to the to the masses and i think that's very dangerous and i think that it's very apparent um i think you know here's where where they're really fucking with everybody's mental is 
they're telling people that this is increasing cases. But this is what I discussed with my mom. It was like, I think where they're fucking with people's head is they, they're not defining what a, what a true case is. Like, what is a true case? What is the media defining as a case? And I think what they're defining as a case is anything. Like, I mean, it could be it, it, it could be any symptom that they, you know, can contribute to the, the situation at hand. And at this point, what have they been saying, you know, months prior to, you know, to, to now? Talking about how it can range from any type of symptom. So I think where they're really messing with people's head is they're using, I mean, it's, the data is so skewed that, of course, it's going to look like the, the cases are increasing because the criteria for a case is low. The media is not a medical entity, so, like, they don't have to really define what a case is, but I think I think where the I think where the confusing part is is now that we have basically at some point probably late May mid May I think it it reached a plateau and it started to actually decrease. This is when you start to see the case the media talk about how the cases increase because I think they changed the criteria on what they were counting as a case, which as you know somebody can go into the hospital and have uh, diarrhea, boom, that's a case. That don't mean they had coronavirus, but boom, they counted it as a case. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think <clears throat> that allowed that allowed them to have momentum to allow to have the, a mask mandate. But I think in reality, the mask is what's going to continue to actually increase the cases. So I think when we go back into phase two or whatever, we go back into this lockdown, you're going to actually see true number of cases increase. Because, you know, my gripes on the mask is not everybody is in, into healthcare, and the entities like the CDC and the WHO, these medical entities that are over uh, medical policy for actual whole continents, they haven't even educated the, the, the common man and woman on PPE. Like, so when we have a pandemic pop off, we, re we really expect people to actually know how to use PPE. So I don't think it's right for them to push. For a mass mandate, when they they should be fucking in a lab or is doing something right now, pushing to actually eliminate this, because I think what they end up doing was they figure they, what they're doing now is using public shame as a way for them to basically curtail them doing their own fucking job, basically. Because in reality, the mass is what's going to what's going to actually allow the real spike in cases to to happen. Because the only thing that really that's that is going to be used as is a, is it's going to be a net, basically. It's going to it's going to carry everything that you're carrying with you. And most people don't know how to use these masks as uh, as true PPE. You have to know how to use the mask. Period. You have to know how to. And a, a small uh, percentage of the population even know how to use a mask. So I think you know what we're seeing is a political war. And you know what we think is going to help us. The mask and uh, the lockdown, I think, is actually hurt us real. Is going to hurt us real bad, and you're going to see actual increase in the cases, and it's going to carry over through you know the next two months at least, unless something unless something changes, something has to change. I think it's it's beyond. I think it also is unconstitutional to enforce a mask mandate when nobody's giving out the mask. You know, it's we people can't forget we're in the middle of a recession as well. Um, and actually a depression, I think. Um, so how can you mandate a mask to be, you know, you have to have a mask to go into a store when, or you have to have a mask to go out into society when it's not even going to be available to every, to every, every, uh, citizen. 
Now I think it's, it's well, they're really crossing the line. They're really crossing the line with that. When on top of the fact that you know, the people who are over the research that try to show us that the mass help at one point said the mass are actually creating the problem, and then they actually come out and say that they help, and then they nah, we can't we can't have an entity to control. Well, uh, I got, pro- I got can't have let me uh, let, let me let, let me finish real quick. All right. We can't have an entity to control public. We can't have an entity to control public opinion to be such so hypocritical is what is is the is the problem. Like I, that that's that's dangerous to me. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, well, t- uh, to your point about the mask, I think there's negatives and there's positives to wearing a mask. Um, in terms of like the the mandate, I don't think it's necessarily I don't agree with like a mandate but I do think it should be recommended if you are going into stores that you should have some type of face covering on if you're out in the public just out like walking um in a park or something like that you know just outside like that I don't think you need the you don't I don't think it should be mandatory for you to have to wear a mask but if you're in a a closed off um area with uh, a high a highly populated area with people in there i think it is important that people i think people should wear some type of face covering mainly not because not for your um safety but for the people around you i'm thinking more so of elders and people of that stature um because you could be a carrier and just just having that can reduce can potentially reduce you um, spreading it to an extent. You know, it's not something that is a guarantee, but I think it's something that should be taken into account. Like for, again, like for like the elderly um, people that are mainly the ones that are, from what I've seen, are the, the deaths from this. You know, so I think it is important to wear masks in terms of going into like, places like that, like uh, places that are highly populated, I think people should wear masks and not just wear the same mask, obviously, wear switch out masks because the the more you use one mask, the the, uh, the power, I mean not the power, but the benefit of the mask it, it wears down tr- uh, tremendously. So definitely I think, I, I think masks going into like stores and stuff like that i think it is important i think people should wear a mask in terms of the mandate i'm not agreeing with the mandate but i understand what the mask is and a negative with the mask is uh you know when you're breathing in your own breath all day and long you're breathing right back in what you're supposed to be letting out which is carbon dioxide so that that's the negative to wearing a mask. But then again, the positive to wearing a mask is if people are asymptomatic uh, and you are a carrier, then I mean, I think it's common sense to put something on. I mean, I, I, I mean, not that people know that they're carriers, but I think it's common sense because at the end of the day, it's bigger than just that one individual it don't matter. Like, I mean, you could come in contact with so many other people and by just not covering your face, that's just allowing for all this potential exposure. So I think wearing something over your face when you're going into like a, 
a public setting like a, a department store or something like that. I think people should do that. But in terms of mandated, I don't think that should be the, the way to go about it, you know, because people feel str- strongly about having to be told what to do and whatnot. But um, I think something else that is important that I've seen earlier that doesn't have to do with the mask is that according to this article from uh, Reuters.com, there was actually traces of um, the coronavirus found in water, wastewater samples in March 2019. So I'm reading directly from the article about nine months before the disease was first reported in Wuhan, China, the team of researchers said they began testing frozen wastewater samples taken between January 2018 and December 2019. All samples reportedly tested negative for coronavirus traces, except for the March 12, 2019 sample. However, Research leader Albert Bosch emphasized that the levels of SARS-CoV-2 were low. Barcelona receives many visitors for both touristic and professional reasons, Bosch said. It is possible for a similar situation to have taken place in other parts of the world. And since most of the COVID-19 cases show a similar symptomology to the flu, those cases could have been disguised as the flu. When it's just one result, you always want more data, more studies, more samples to confirm it and rule out a laboratory error or a method, methodological problem, said Dr. Joan Ramon Villabi. Um, so yeah, that I think this is something important to look back on, especially considering the fact that this really became a thing late last year, November, December in China. So if they're finding traces of this in wastewater in March of 2019, who knows how long this has been in the making. We've talked about Bill Gates and, you know, his, his uh, whole part in this or whatnot, but who knows? I mean, that if that, if, if it was found that far back and they're saying that, you know, they're still working on vaccines, which I think we need to uh, discuss. Um, who knows where this leads at the end of the day? Because, I mean, it's one sample, but at the end of the day, nine months before the disease actually was first reported, that just seems uh, weird to me. So I wanted to bring that to the forefront. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's weird shit going on. Weird shit going on, you know. And, you know, I, I'm honestly just getting really tired of this. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like we just got to let this shit ride through, ride through, because I feel like it's, at this point, it's just a lot of fear, fear tactics, fear minor. Um, either this is something that they're classifying this as something that it is was the cold or something that we have been already been exposed to on a mass level, 
or you know, this is a biochemical bio like I don't know. It's just I don't really know what to believe at this point. Besides the fact that you should just basically lay low, understand that there's some weird shit going on. <laughs> lay your ass low. Go to point A to point B. And you know, just ride this shit out. Yeah. You know, at this point, I think I think that I think that was the goal. The goal was to just create, just make it confusing, and I don't know, man. I, it's just it's it's hard for me to even like put bend my mind around because it's just so weird. Everything is so weird to me. I just don't think that I I think the whole goal was achieved, but behind what they what the power, the, I guess these powers that be wanted to, to accomplish. You know, they tell you it's in it's in corpses. Then they tell you, you know, you can't get it off of contact services. Then they tell you you can. Then they tell you you can't get it. It, it uh, actually it dies at, at seventy to seventy five degrees. But yet the cases are supposedly spiking up when it's been consistently in the nineties. They said they found traces in semen, so you, you might can contract it. Fucking so, yeah. Oh, did they say you know this is a respiratory illness? Yet some people come here with GI symptoms which is that's absolutely true in fact i've seen majority gi symptoms i mean i've seen it's about 50 50 so you know i mean dude like it's a, it's hard to know what to believe it's is i'm getting starting to get a headache you know because I, I i feel like it's allowing people that people to have opinions on something that they don't even really they're not even qualified to have opinions on but you gotta also look at it like this that is the problem this is what people got to understand. I think, you know, the bigger, in the end, uh, a bigger lesson out of this is that a lot of shit that we've been taught is, is like, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. A lot of shit that we've been taught is a lie. So, you know, but I think, I, I think you know, it's, it's some, we've been taught a lot of truth with a lot of lie. I think it's some truth out there, but I feel like at this point, man, it's kind of making it to where we're, we're overthinking this shit. We're overthinking this shit. We're really overthinking this shit. We are. I think we are. I think we are. I think we're overthinking it with the mask. We're, we're overthinking this shit. Like, we really are. I think we really are. And the reason why is because the media is allowing us, is allowing the fear, because I mean, I, I realize it's mostly everybody's scared. Basically, I mean, you. I'm, it's, I'm not, it's not to be negative. I mean, you, we have a right to be scared in this realm, but like, Man, they this is they they they're playing on a lot of people's fear, and it's not making sense to me because I'm work I work in the field and like I I don't really get it. I'm confused, dude. Like I'm, I really am. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's going on, man. Like I, mean, I think it's important too to go back to what you said before about them just announcing cases, but not really finding anything that really warrants that uh, diagnosis because the the symptoms are so generic how can they really distinguish between oh this person might just have the uh, a common cold or a sinus infection with oh this person has coronavirus you know they're just giving out these cases and shit and and I feel like a lot of these people were that are doing this, they don't, they they really don't understand it themselves. So they're just, you know, they're seeing the symptoms and thinking, well, there's a pandemic going on, so they must have this. And that goes into the increased numbers 
and it's just uh it's just it's just a a lot of shit going on a lot of people not understanding what's going on with this and it's a lot of confusion mass confusion and even with even with trying to get a test done like it's kind of hard to even get a test done even if you wanted to at this point because i was looking to get one uh done after i had went to the protest but it's like they they had these drive they had to drive through testing originally which i think they still do but you have to answer like questionnaires and stuff like for pharmacies um i tried to do one for cvs and they said i wasn't qualified to take the test because i didn't have any symptoms or anything and then i was looking at other places like walgreens and i couldn't get a test with that and i was looking at um at um what do you call it the um not at a hospital but the the fat what what's those uh places that you can go to that's like fast minute clinic not not the minute clinic but like uh urgent care urgent care i was looking to get a test done at urgent care but they said i would have to make an appointment and then i would have to go see the doctor and the doctor would then have to decide if i'm if i am qualified to take the test so i was like man i'm not even about to waste time doing this because i don't have any symptoms or anything but i was just going to do it just because just because i was in that i went to the protest and stuff but even when i was out there there was a lot of people that had at least a mask on for the most part and people were uh, pra- practicing uh, social distancing the best they could at that point. So it's even it's difficult to even get a test done right now, even if you wanted to. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's it's a lot of mass confusion going on with this. I wanted to say, going back to the vaccine, why I said that it's important that we talk about that, because uh, the vaccine trials have uh, started, and they started nowhere else other than South Africa. I wonder why it started in South Africa. Since we are, since, okay, since the melanated people are, they're trying to make the face of this virus with saying that, you know, more of our people have it than anybody else. That you, we're, we're showing up, the cases are hitting us the hardest. So the trials have started in uh, South Africa and in Brazil. And um, according to CBS News, researchers feared the trial involving 10,000 people may not yield results conclusive enough to prove the vaccine works. So they're testing it on over 10,000 people and they don't even know, they don't even feel confident that the shit will not even work. So over 10,000 people are willingly, for the most part, if, well, I'll just put that in quotations, willingly participating and are participating in these vaccine trials. And they don't even know, there's not even a good uh, chance that it'll work. And of course they're targeting, they're targeting uh, melanated people. So it's a bunch of it's a bunch of bullshit. This whole this whole pandemic, everything that's going on, 
it's it's a war. It's uh, political political war. Shit is human human rights war. You know, it's a lot going on. And I just, I just, I, I see through it. I see through it. And I just thought it was important to put that up there. I mean, to, to bring that to this, uh, to, to this episode that they're doing that testing. Um, also, the article says the Oxford formula is one of about 120 potential vaccines being worked on by teams around the globe based on drugs that have proven successful against similar viruses the Oxford team's vaccine has moved quickly into large into the large scale human trial phase. Already, there has been huge investment, including from the U.S., to ensure millions of doses can be available as soon as it's proven safe and effective. And uh, I was talking with my mom when I went home again for Father's Day, and like I've said before a couple times before, I, I had the vaccine when H1N1 was the thing, and I still got it. So what what makes you think with this vaccine that I'm going to take a risk on even trying some shit like this when they don't even, the researchers themselves don't even feel confident in this, and yet they're testing it on the melanated people. You know, so I just thought it was important to include that for this episode. No, I think at this point, what I realized, I think uh, two things. Okay, first, I want to I want I want to tell people like why this is the problem I have with mandating the mandating and the media, not like the concern I have is man, it's just so easy. It's just showing how easy the masses are able to be controlled. It's like people are so easy to jump onto something without questioning it, and it's so quick to assassinate those who are questioning it. When we all in this shit together, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't even understand that shit. But also, I, I understand that, on the other hand, you know, it's, it's, it's like that for a reason. And and 2020 is different. And the reason why it's, go, it's going to be like that is because a lot of us, those who are aware, we are aware and we got to be glad that we're aware. But it's a lot of people that aren't aware. So what's going to have to happen is, I think what we're going to start to see is... We're going to have to let this shit like actually play out and let it fuck up. So those who don't understand will finally understand. And during that process, there's going to be a lot of pain that we're going to have to deal with. You know, it's going to be a lot of pain that we're going to have to deal with. But I think, you know, even that's that's the whole point behind telling us about the vaccine, because I don't think I think now, honestly, I think now, the at least in the United States. I think it's 50 50. I think I think it's truly 50 50. And some would say, I think more people will not get a vaccine at this point than will. I mean, you come on now. That's at this time last year, it was the other way. It was the complete opposite. If it was a vaccine for anything at this time last year, it would have probably been 90 20 people wanting to get it compared to those who wouldn't. But I think it's the opposite right now. I think it's a, the complete opposite. I think if there was to come out with a vaccine, I think fifty. I think fifty fifty of the population, at least in the, in the United States, would be for it and against it. And I think you know some would probably say you know most people wouldn't get it. And a lot of what I think that I think we're being told about these vaccine research trials. Ironically, yeah, they're, they're in countries with a, a he, heavily populated, melanated people. 
Um, but like I said, a lot of it's going to be a lot of pain that's going to come with this. Not, but I think where it's going to come out of this is it's going to be a more vision. I think we're going to see more of the playbook that's been more of the plays has been played on us. I don't think vaccines are going to even be like. I think we're going to look at that differently. I don't think it's going to be mandatory at all anymore. In fact, like I said, I think I think we're going to look at how we how we treat viruses and, and shit differently after this. But we got to get through this because, man, this shit is crazy when it comes to the confusion. You know, I think it's crazy to me that people are just so quick to accept something. You know, when even the ones who did who who are doing the who are certifying the research and doing the research, the governing bodies who control medical policy, like. Their whole goal, their whole job is to control pandemic and to keep us calm and to fight pandemics. And they have responded terribly. And yet people still are accepting the uh, recommendations. And I think that that's concerning to me because I think we should be, even during this pandemic, the, the rules that we really always should be following, I think, simply is we need to understand that we need to stay in the house or, you know, stay low, keep our distance amongst each other. Um, you know, keep our hygiene and keep our keep our health. That's what we need to understand. I think that, but at the, also at the same time, we need to we need to we need to understand. We need to uh, ask questions on what the fuck is going on. Like, what the fuck is going on? By this point, we should be understood. Like, everybody should be together and, and fuck fuck a mask, fuck a mandate, fuck all this bullshit. What the fuck is going on? What's going? What's really going on? What's really going on? Because the niggas has been getting billions of our of our, of our taxpayers' dollars. Like they they don't really know what the fuck is going on, or either they do and they're like withholding the response to this shit. And I think that that's more concerning than somebody not than somebody wearing a mask or not. And I am for the mask. Actually, I'm for the mask. I'm just not for mandating anything because you know once you start. Once you start mandating stuff in the United States of America and you have the majority of the population agreeing with it, wow, that, uh, that shows you that we, we don't really understand the foundations of what makes this country what it is. Like, really, we don't understand that shit because, like, regardless, like, you can't mandate nothing on a, on a, on a citizen of, 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 of this land. Like, you can't. Especially something that is not really proven to really benefit us or not. Yeah. A, you know that's that's that, that, now we're getting into like infringing on this is this is setting a precedent this is setting a precedent beyond you know this is setting a precedent beyond this pandemic just this right here us just freely accepting this on the majority is a setting a, a bad precedent like that's what I'm saying like and that's what it got that's what has me concerned I think it sets a bad precedent like now they can just mandate shit. And not only men, like it, it, they haven't. It's a di- it's a difference. If early during this pandemic, the ones who are who are the uh, who are who are the powers at hand, if they did their job and they did a really good job on giving us good rules on on what to follow instead of allowing it to be so so, so confusing, if that was the case, then they can probably get away with all with uh with recommending something. But once government government start to mandate something. It's for always a negative reason. It's they're mandating something always for a negative reason because somebody didn't do their job. Because I think at this point, if they would just clearly, if they would just rec- recommend that we wear the mask, then they at some point early in this pandemic response, somebody proved, somebody has proven that this will be what will get us out of the pandemic. But see, they can't recommend, 
they're not going to recommend anything because they haven't really proven it. They haven't done anything. That's extremely concerning. They haven't done anything but create confusion. So once they start mandating shit, it starts to also create another light bulb. Well, why are they mandating this? And I, 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 I personally think, regardless of what anybody thinks, the mom didn't shit behind this. I think the mass at this point, with us not having a, a, a majority of, of us not having an understanding on how to use the mass, is going to actually be detrimental. And I think just us not understanding, like understanding stuff that we should have already been taught early at an early age shit that we should already been taught on a global scale now understanding this stuff is going to allow this to prolong when i think i actually think we were actually um we were doing what the we were doing the opposite of what the media was portraying which was actually getting rid of this shit getting rid of this shit right in the, in the middle of summer now ironically right before the fourth of july it's going to be like we're going to probably be back in phase one i promise you because like nobody because nobody's nobody's asking what the definition of the case is and they understand that. Well, I mean, so now they know. Now they know they can just simply go on there and just give us numbers, and nobody's going to question it. But I think at, at some point we're going to question it. But it's going to probably be in like all. I mean, you see, except- you see people partying and shit like nothing's going on too. So that, I mean, that's going to that's going to contribute to the curve. So I yeah, I think I, I agree. I agree. You shouldn't, but because because you, you got to always understand it's still a pandemic. You know, you still shouldn't be partying like. It's still in the air, you know? It's still in the air, so... You know, that's the mind-bending shit behind this. Like, now it's easy for them to say, oh, well, look at these motherfuckers out here partying. But not everybody's partying. Not everybody's partying as yeah, well, that, yeah, so... Not, yeah, that feeds right into see, the media. The media's hands. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's mind-bending, so you gotta understand, like, the simple fact is still a fucking pandemic. It's still a pandemic. You're still wrong for going out here partying. And go, this is why I still agree. I agree with them not not allowing. I, I disagree with them uh, mandating like they they're actually enforcing bars and stuff not open. I don't agree with that. They, like you can't. How can you tell a business owner during this shit when nobody's really proving that anything? Where how can you tell him he can't open his shit up? Like he shouldn't be liable for any of that shit. I don't agree with that, but because I feel like somebody failed on a, on a, on a mass scale on telling on, 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 on our understanding on what a pandemic is, because I feel like if we understood what a pandemic is, nobody would want to even, even want to go to a bar right now. But those who, who are knowledgeable on how to wear a mask, those who are knowledgeable, like, you know, they will still be able to allow the, uh, uh, the economy to safely move along while we're still developing herd immunity. You know, this is, this is what like, but I understand that we're just, we're just not, we're not on a we're not on that scale. We're not on that level I mean, yet. I mean, there's a lot of people, yeah, that just don't have basic understanding of things um, that are just just following the motion or going with the flow with a lot of the stuff that they see and hear on the TV, which is uh, which is sad. You know, not enough people are thinking for themselves, and they end up just following in following in line and just becoming another drone at the end of the day. That's why. I- I feel like that's why I say we're gonna they're gonna like they're gonna just allow it to play out. We're all in this together. If you agree with the mask or not, we're all in this together. Like that's gonna be the when we look back, that's gonna be the whole lesson behind this. We're all in this together as citizens. So this is why I, I don't I, I am uneasy about, you know, we're playing right into the hands of the of division. 
But I think what we're going to see in the end by fucking August, September, even those who are who are, who are playing into the into the hand, they're going to get tired of this shit. You're already seeing it. You're already seeing it. I think if they did a mask mandate in like March, even like even if somebody like me, I would have fell along with it. You see what I'm saying? I feel like if they would have did this shit back in March, back in April, they would have got exactly what they wanted. That's why I'm concerned now because I think the reason why they're mandating the shit now is because that shit is going to probably, that is probably what has been allowing this shit to continue because we don't have an understanding of, of what that shit is. And with not having an understanding on what it is, it's actually creating another reservoir. It's creating, it's, it's, it's actually what has been aiding to the, to the, to the spread of this shit. Yeah. Because I feel if they would have did this shit in like March or April, it would have made more sense to me. And I think they would have got away with it. But I think with them doing it at this point, they're just prolonging you know, the situation at hand. But I just want people to understand that as citizens, we're in this shit together. But I think, you know, with, with this is going to be a lot of pain. And I think, you know, when we look back in probably about two months, I think probably about August, September, I think we're going to start to be like, what the fuck? This, they've been playing all of us. And then it's going to get real. And it might not even take that long to be real because you're already seeing now, I think a lot of people that, that, that fell into the hand of everything that they believe, a lot of them are not believing this shit. But once again, I would say, I'm not against, I'm not against, you know, I'm not against, not uh, you know, certain responses. I think, um, you know, if you know, if you understand how to use the mask, if you know, if you understand, and if, if they were easily available, if they were e- easily available, if that shit was not as expensive as it is, if it was easily available, if it was, you know, something that we could just, just, just dispose of, then um, I would not be against it. But we don't have none of that. And like I said, well, I, think, I, was, I think with us... I was going to say, like, you don't necessarily even need to have to wear a, a mask to have some type of protection, just a facial covering of something. You know, you can make your own, like, homemade stuff. I mean, yeah, it's not... It's not an N95 or anything, but it is some form of protection at the end of the day. Then that, then that, I, I asked the question. Then what was the point of like? Then why would they? Why did we have masks in the beginning? Well, like what is what is the medical grade behind? Like what separates that behind? Like I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, I think, I think we're just thinking too deep about it. That's that's what I'm. I, I think we're thinking too deep. I mean, about I see. It. I mean, I see people again, like with the mask thing. It's like I went and got a haircut today, and my barber for the past uh, month or so, with them being back in business, well, him being back in business, he was wearing a mask while he was cutting hair. But today, when I went in, he's got a shield on. Like he just got a shield. Like he don't. He's not wearing the mask now. He's got a shield, and the other barber that's in there has a shield too, a face shield. And he was just saying, you know, it's hot wearing the mask all day, and you know, talking about you know having to breathe in your breath all day long or whatnot. And yeah, most people in there, uh, most of the the customers weren't wearing anything. Me. I, Cause since I know he, you know, he's taking it seriously and stuff. I still wore a mask when I went in there, um, and plus I had a, a mask that I had bought like a couple weeks ago that I hadn't worn, so I was like, I might as well wear it. So I wore it 
when I went in there, but obviously I took the mask off when I when, when I was getting the haircut and stuff. But um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I mean, it don't necessarily. I think I think people are looking like you said. People are looking too deep into it. I don't think when they mandate it, we don't need to look at it as like you having to have like a mask. Well, mandating making something mandatory to begin with. I like I said before, I don't agree with that. But um, with masks, I don't think it's something to be scared about if you don't necessarily have a mask i mean you could find something to like cover your face if you're going into like i said if you're going into like a store or something like that it don't necessarily got to be a medical a surgical mask and shit you know um but yeah man um i, I mean i wanted to i wanted to make a transition into something else I guess well, not. I guess it's not lighter technically, but it's something that I've been seeing a lot recently. Um, and it's just again, it's just this, it's the cancel culture. It's the cancel culture in general. I don't know if you've been seeing this, but like on social media, I just it's just one after the next. People are coming out and apologizing for stuff that they've done in the past, whether it be said something, a slur. Or war, black face, yellow face. And I'm seeing more and more people coming out and apologizing. Um, saying YouTubers saying that they're gonna take long extended breaks, you know, don't don't even know if they're gonna come back to the platform because people keep telling them in their comments about videos they did like oh, almost a, a decade ago, you know, trying to cancel them over it. And I just think I'm just looking at it now. It's like, damn, when do we become so uh, sensitive as a society? Like everything offends somebody. Like she literally, this one YouTuber, um, she got so she was in her video where she was uh, describing. She was showing some of the, her old videos. This is a white YouTuber, um, Jenna Marbles. You probably heard of her. Yeah, she did an old video where she was dressed up as Nicki Minaj and it looked like pretty much she was in blackface, but it wasn't to the extent to where it looked like to me. It wasn't it wasn't to the extent of like uh, like in the 1920s where they got super black face on and they got the red lipstick. It wasn't like that. It's just her skin was like browned to an, and to an extent. It looked like she put on a lot of makeup foundation. And uh, wore wore like a wig that looked like Nicki Minaj, and people were trying to cancel her for that. Um, and then there was another video where she had did some ching chong ching or whatever, you know, and people were calling her out on that. So she was like, at this point, she doesn't know if she was going to continue to do YouTube because she she doesn't want to offend anybody at all, and it's like everybody is like offended and and gets hurt about some shit. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, it's like this cancel, this cancel culture shit has to go, man. It's, it's, it's crazy to how sensitive everybody is about everything, you know? And it's like, I feel like social media in general needs a, an a overhaul with the amount of social justice warriors. I see talking about shit and not being about it and not really being about it wouldn't wouldn't say that to you out in person 
but will talk crazy on the internet, you know, the the keyboard warriors and shit. And I'm seeing, I'm looking at uh memes and shit, dudes and and uh girls. I well, I guess they are girls. I don't fucking know anymore. Um, in their DMs saying, "Hey, what's up? I just wanted to let you know you got a fat ass." Oh, also, what are your pronouns? Like. What the I'm fuck? like, bro, what the fuck? I'm like, that's where we at now? Like, he asking her what her pronouns is and shit. I'm like, bro. And I was looking at the replies and somebody's like, this is what the, the liberals want. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, this is what they want. They want this, this stupid shit. Like, with these names and these labels, all this other bullshit. And people so fucking, so fucking offended by every little thing. YouTube heavily promoting. Obviously, it's it's uh, supposed to be Pride Month or whatever, but they heavily promoting it. I'm like, bruh, it's just like it's just it's annoying to me, and it's overkill. At the end of the day, you know, representation matters for sure, but it doesn't have to be force fed down people's throat. Like making SpongeBob gay. Like, come on, man. Like, there was no point in doing that at all. Whatever, there was a point, obviously, they pushing that agenda, which we've talked about numerous times. But just in general, man, it's just like all of that combined. It's just it's just man. It's just like I feel like I, I, I low key want to uh, um, I want a blackout of social media. Like just I just want that shit to go down for like a, a month. Well, wow, that's what it's just to have people to re, to get their minds right, because it's like you go on social media and it's just. People just get mad over the dumbest shit. And they so sensitive and ready to cancel somebody. And it's like, bro, it's like, what does this canceling do for you? Oh, does it raise your self-esteem at the end of the day? And I might seem triggered by this because I am to an extent because it's like, it's stupid to me. Like, we're allowing these people to come in and try to tell us what's right and wrong. Like, these motherfuckers are holier than thou and shit. Like, you ain't did some fucked up shit. Like, why are you following this? Why are you friends with this person? Did you hear what he said in, uh, five years ago? He used that racial slur or some stupid shit. I mean, you can look at all of our past. We've said some fucked up shit. I've done fucked up shit. I've said fucked up shit. It might come. If I, if I become a celebrity, yeah, some of my tweets might pop up. I don't give a fuck at the end of the day. Because that's, that's how it is. That's how I felt at the time. You know, I'm not I'm not the one that's going to apologize or none of that shit because I don't care at the end of the day. All this shit is fabricated, you know. So it's just, that's just something I wanted. To, I wanted to do like a subtopic or whatever and get your take on it to see if you've been seeing all these people trying to cancel people and shit. And it's just annoying. No, I ain't really been paying attention to it, but I know like I used to get triggered by it. But I mean, it's just playing out prophecy because I know like. Honestly, man, society can't sustain itself that way. Like society, I mean, it can't. It can't sustain itself the way it's been and the way and and with the with the bullshit that's been going on. And it's not. It's not going to continue like that. It's not. Like it literally, life can't sustain itself with that type of chaos. Um, and it's weird because I think the cancel culture is like they're offended by everything, but the shit that really. That, but the shit that offends other people, nobody really gives a fuck about, like, the real issues at hand. Like, I mean, but, like, once again, it's, you know, it's, it's just it's just prophecy. This shit can't continue to sustain itself, you know, too much longer. Um, But with the blackout thing, you know, a lot of 10-4 hatters are saying, you know, that's what's going to have to happen here soon. It's going to be a blackout. 
because we're going to go to a new internet system, a new like energy system, like a new system. So the part of it is going to have to be a blackout of the internet. Like, I mean, just in general, they're going to try to black out everything. This one, I don't really think, I mean, I don't know if, I don't even know if the, if the, if the sports shit is going to come back. I don't think it's going to happen, honestly, because every day. I don't think it's going to come back. Every like, day. I mean, I'm talking about for a while, bro. Like, oh yeah, I can see that. Like, I can see them shutting it down for the rest of the year. At least, like, at least. this is the blackout. This is the reset right here. Like, for real. Like, everything's going to be reset. Like, financially, like, like, then this is why I'm trying to, like, I don't want people to buy into the fear because I think a lot of people buying into the fear, they're missing out because those who are about to get the, who, those who are about to fail and who, who are about to um go down in this transition are trying to blind you onto what's really happening. And I think everything is, I think everything's resetting and transitioning. For real. And I think it's going to come back, but I don't think, it, I think when all this shit comes back, it's not going to, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Something means, something's about to come, something's about to come up or a sequence of events or something is on the horizon. But I think a lot of this shit is the resetting. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, even with the quote unquote uptick in, in cases, I still don't think this shit should have came back this year. I, I think any, like sports in general, should come back sometime you see, next year. You see that shit that uh, Kyrie was trying to say. He he was he was, and this is again this again. That's why I fuck with uh, Kyrie. Like he literally was like, he's not gonna, he's not going back to the NBA. He's like, nah, fuck that. Like he's like, this is the time we can start our own league. And once again, right. people make fun of him and call him stupid and like and, you know this nigga's crazy. Once again, I'm like, bro, all you motherfuckers are so like. It's like these niggas are so they they can't live without having white acceptance or some shit. But it's fifty it's fifty fifty on and I think I think it's a lot of people agreeing with Kyrie, whereas this time last year it would have been nobody agreeing with Kyrie. I'm seeing a lot of people okay, yeah. People agreeing with them, but then I'm seeing like the people on the other side, supposed to be the people that's on his side, talking about something no, it's uh it's gonna create the more, more division and shit. I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck you talking about, bro? Like, you these motherfucking owners should not be making more to the players. The players provide all of the the value to the sport, and they're making way more than these players. So yeah, I think players should have their own league at the end of the day. You know, they should be making more money. NCAA is bending the knee because they have to at this point. They got to start paying these players, or these players are doing what you see Lamelo Ball and others are doing, and they're not going to the fucking NCAA. They're going overseas and playing professionally for a year, and then they're going to the draft, or they're going to the G League. The G League has a program now for high schoolers. They can skip college and go straight to the G League. So, yeah, the NCAA got to bend their knee and start paying these athletes. You know? Um, So, yeah, I agree with him. I agree with Kyrie. Like, these players do deserve their own fucking league. Like, like come back to the NBA, like for I mean, for what? At the end of the day, for what? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. It's at the point you, you motherfuckers want to always talking about some. Yeah, we need to invest and shit, and you know, we need to come together or all this other yada yada shit. But when motherfuckers trying to take a stand, y'all turn y'all backs on you're supposed to be family and bend your fucking head and knee, get down on your knees and. Pray to your white father. Like, fuck out my face with that shit, man. I'm just so tired of seeing that. I'm glad somebody like him is 
out as outspoken as he is, but there needs to be a lot more support. I think, you know, this goes back to what I was saying in the past about it being multiple leagues. You know, I think that's just what's kind of just playing out because I don't see this ending. This is playing out, you know, through like, you know, the racial issue. I think it's going to play out through the racial issue and through the uh, pay the players issue. You know, I've, in the past, I said it's going to basically be at least three leagues with the three ma- with the with the major sports because I'm going to tell you right now what the NCAA will have to do is they're going to have to pay these players damn near their real value because most of these players, at least like with basketball, they're not going to go to NCAA anymore. They're going to have literally four, what three to four options yeah. besides college basketball where they're not going to get. Where I mean, the reality is that some of these, a lot of these schools, they're they're actually getting paid, but now, they're not getting paid anywhere near under the table. They're not getting paid anywhere near, let, and you know they got to live with that anxiety. They can always pull that pull that uh play out on them when they're right. like they can blackmail them for the next how many every years while they're professional. So they're gonna have more options. So, but it's gonna be good for the consumer because what's gonna happen is NCAA. I mean, they're going to have to pay these players millions, millions, I mean, damn near millions, at least a couple mil to keep them from going professional. And with football, but here's really what I... I, I just wanted to throw this in there. Like, when, when we say going professional, we pretty much talking about any sport other than NFL because there's not that... There's probably like 1% of high school NFL... High, well, I mean, I don't know. I, let me ask you. Do you think there's really any high school in a, uh, football prospects that can go into the NFL like that? Like, any of them? No, but I think what we're going to start to see is you're going to start to see a lot of NFL teams. Look, okay, look. I'm going to tell you right now. If, if I was an NFL executive, uh, NFL owner, you know, in the front office, what, I was, what you're going to start to see is if I was see if I was to see somebody like Trevor Lawrence, who's a junior in, in high school, who's like never lost a game, he's already like six six, two twenty. I don't give a fuck. In in the state of Georgia, like uh, I mean, he broke all the Sean Watson's record, who just won a national title, all that shit. Like I don't care. Like I would just probably go ahead and just go ahead and buy his draft rights, and just bring him into into my organization. They could develop him. Yeah, develop him, or we can have it where they can de- develop him in the organization, and he can still go. He so, can be like on a practice squad yeah. up until a certain point, or or he can go. He can play in college, but he still. I don't signed, know. I mean, he's still was, signed technically to that NFL. But he can still. He's still allowed to develop. He's allowed in college. Yeah. So basically, what's going to have to happen? NCAA is going to have to do one or two things, or both. They're going to have to pay the players close to their value. And they're going to have to, like, become connected with the organization, like with the professional organization. So, for for instance, college basketball would have to be connected with NBA or, you know, fear of them having having a G League and overseas teams, basically, like, devaluing college basketball. And, and definitely college football would have to have some type of agreement with NFL teams to where, like, the college football, like, Land like the college football system would be like a semi-pro system where they're still getting paid, but it'd be like a farm league system. What? Well, well, like from the jump. Well, let me uh, interject real quick and let you know that when I said the G League is taking some of these high school players, I meant that like 
I'm reading an article from, straight from gleague.com, gleague.nba.com. It says, the contracts, which will include robust pro, pro, programmatic opportunities for development. So what we was talking, like we was talking about for the uh, football prospects, this is the equivalent right here for basketball prospects. They can go to the G League. Eventually, there's going to be uh, a D League for the NFL. We already see that coming down the pipeline. Like, um, I think that's XFL. Well, XFL. I, think I mean, that- to see the XFL didn't get a chance to really grow because of everything that's happened this year. So that's sort of that shit was popping before, though. I ain't gonna lie. So that, Man, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's on like the back burner, but that still can be a, a thing next year. You know, if everything can get, um, if we can get things to uh, a halt, you know, get things under control. Uh, but yeah, the contracts which will include robust, programmatic. Opportunities for development are for elite players who are at least 18 years old and they will pay $125,000 for the five-month season. And you telling me these niggas are going to go to the NCAA when you can get paid $125,000 for five months? 18? 18? Man, fuck the NCAA, bro. Fuck the NCAA. They can get sponsors, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, uh, select contracts are designed for year-round professional growth. Oh, and look at this right here. And will include opportunities for basketball development, life skills, mentorship, and, oh, yeah, academic scholarship. Why the fuck? They can still go to school. Yeah, so why, why the fuck would I go to the NCAA when this is, an, when this is a chance, when you got this, where you can go play professionally overseas? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why go to the NCAA? The NCAA is fucking sweating right now. They nervous as hell. Cause they seeing all these top prospects say fuck the NCAA. And um But see, they 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 got good leverage if they play their cards right though. I mean they're gonna lose a little bit of their money, but who knows? I think they got good leverage if they play their cards right. Dude, really? there's literally a dude and you can look up his uh stats. YouTube, look up this dude named Imani Bates. They are already comparing. They're saying his okay. He's a basketball player. He's a sophomore. He's like six eight, six nine. This dude won Gatorade Player of the Year as a sophomore. That's the first that's incre- time that's ever happened in history that a player has won it in, high, in so, as a sophomore. They're saying he's the highest rated prospect since LeBron. And you gonna tell me that dude is going to college? Man, get the fuck out of here. Ain't no fucking way he's going to college. There's no way he's going to college. And shit like that is going to keep happening. You're going to keep getting these players that can come straight out of high school. Maybe not in football, but again, like we were saying, football is going to have that development program or that development league, XFL, and that's going to be a backdoor way into getting them to go pro as opposed to the NCAA. So the NCAA, again, like we said, they're going to have to start paying out a lot of money for these, these prospects to, um, to, to come to these colleges. Because why the fuck would I go to school for a year if I know I'm about to make millions? Like, why the fuck do I need to go to this college for? Like, I could have I went to the league straight out of high school. You know? So... Bro, I mean, I think it's about to get incredible. Like I said, like, I think everything is going to get better. Like, I think we're going to have more leagues to watch. 
And I think, you know, we're going to have more artists go independent, but it's going to be more competitive when these artists go independent. You know, it's just going to be more of a level playing field and it's going to be better for everybody. Yeah. Speaking of uh, sports, I was going to, I was thinking in our, um, our group, our group chat on IG. What do you think about uh, AB potentially going to the Hawks? Man, like, oh, you know, I think we're good with what we got. I think we need to work on our own line. You know, I don't really know with him being a distraction. I don't think we really need him. I think it would just throw us over the top, you know. I don't think we need another receiver. I don't think we need another receiver at all. I think we already have one of the best receiving core in the league. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need another receiver. I think that's just fucked up priorities, to be honest. I really think we need to focus on our O and D line. Um. But I'm not saying I would be against it. I think that shit, you know, what <laughs> can you crazy. do about that? That'd be crazy. You can't do nothing about that. And I and I I think Russell Wilson is about to he's about to move, he's about to pull a big play. Like he's about to be it's about to be another run. Like I'm seeing another setup for him to run to be for him to, for it to be another big run for him, you know? And yeah, I seen you post that the uh, uh the the stats uh, people were saying that the the 2013 Hawks was like the best team. And this, I of, think we had this, like what this century, or it was uh the, tw- uh, the twenty ten decade. Tw- yeah, I think we had like I think it was three teams out of five on that bitch. I don't know about that, but I think two of them. I think definitely twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen for sure. I think twenty thirteen was number one, but I think twenty fourteen, man, I, that was probably a better team. We just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the script for us to win that one. But yeah, that's all about to say. Like you know, they they had to they you know they they saw how they destroyed uh, Peyton. They're like, hell, hell no. They're like, no, we, we can't. Break. We can't let that happen again. Hell no, nope, nope. We can't let that happen again. Not one of Fuck not one crazy. of our not one of our guys. Hell no. To this to this uh to to this uh to this mutt. Fuck no! We can't allow, allow him to he, become the face of the league. You got, you got, you got the, you got the big chief Marshawn. He got, he got that uh, uh, represent the set on the um, commercial. Yeah, hell no, nah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't about that. They're like, look, Marshawn, we're gonna give you another Skittles contract. All right, so just chill out. We're gonna give you another Skittles contract. That's some, some more M's added to your bank, bank account. But you're not gonna win another ring. All right, boss. Say no more. Mm. <laughs> so he's sitting on the sideline eating his Skittles. They all in that shit together, though. You know, I don't know. I'm looking at all of it differently. I'm still a fan, but I think right now with this uh, quarantine and everything, I think we all should not even really be focused on any of that shit. Yeah, I don't even. I'm being real. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. You know, you know how much I like sports, and I'm saying, you know how much, bro. We both we into this shit deep, and I'm telling you, like. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck about that shit right now, man. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly don't want any of it to come back for another year. Dude, like, I, I see people talking about, like, the schedules for the NBA and shit, and it's just like, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care as much as there's more important things going on than we know. I don't give a fuck about sports right now like that. Like, I still, you know, I, I still play, um, I still play 2K. The, the reason why is because I spent money on that shit. That's the only reason I'm playing it. You know, um, bro, like I'm in I'm in sports. I'm in like sports groups and video game groups. And man, I be seeing grown men with fucking families during a fucking depression and a pandemic 
literally crying, talking about they don't, they don't, they want the NBA to come back, and they don't know what to do if the if the college football season don't start. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, bro, are you fucking serious, dog? You can't even, you really can't be serious right now, like. Yeah, it, For is, real. it is not that. That's your pathetic to me. I mean, yeah, we niggas. I mean, we love sports, sure, but it's not important right now. That's why you see people like Kyrie even saying like, "I don't, I'm not going to come back." I seen Damian Lillard. I think he was saying that there's a chance he might not come back. You know, it's because like, what's it? What's the point? It's not even worth it. And people are going to look at this the champion this year. Like, okay, there's going to be an asterisk beside it. Like it should. Yeah, because it's like, bro, look what was going on. Okay, you niggas are champions, but okay, look what was going on, bro. And then all of our, uh, some of our teammates tested positive and shit. So it's not even going to be, I mean, I think it's a waste of time, bro, to be honest. It's a fucking waste, man. It's a complete waste. It's it's like, bro, like, they could be literally taking this time to focus on, like, other shit. They can be experimental with this shit. Take a year off and make this like an experimental year. Like without, they can either have they can have games with no spectators that they plan, like do something crazy, or even to the point where they can they can allow it to be um they can allow it to be open trades or some shit. Like you know what I mean, something crazy. Like take a take the salary cap off. Like I don't know something. It can be experimental. Well, they they gotta do something. Well, actually, you know what? Since since it is a pandemic, and I feel like more people are watching stuff. Uh yeah, it's gonna they're gonna get their ratings and shit for sure. Cause I mean a lot of people are at home, but it, they can do something, bro. Not, like they can do something. Yeah, it's not gonna be the same because there ain't gonna be a crowd there, you know. So it's just gonna look like we're just watching a pickup game, you know. So they got to do something else to entertain people. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's like you like you said something about the free agency. I think they're gonna change the rules on it. Or modified or something. They could do something, man. They could do something where like it. Because it's even like 2K. It's like 2K. I, I've been playing my team a lot. You know, my team is fucking, it's just pure fantasy at this point. They're putting players in the game that haven't even played in the NBA yet. They just put LaMelo Ball in the game and made him a 99 overall. Crazy. I'm like, bro, like, this is where we at. It's like they stretching their content out. You know, until that, that they're weird. stretching the content out until eventually they're gonna put some of these YouTubers in the fucking game, like that. Exactly. I'm like, bro, this, celebrities. Yeah, I'm like, this shit is stupid at this point, bro. It's just like, it's not even worth it. It's not. It's not even worth like, like the next, uh, the new one that's coming out. They they uh hyping it up with Zion and shit. And it's like, bro, it's like, dude, like really? Like, I mean, y'all. I mean, I don't even think another game should come out for a while, like. A, le- a year, at least a year. You're about to force out exactly. another game and they're about to loot box the hell out of these kids again. And it's going to be the same shit like Madden does. It's going to be the same fucking game over and over. And I told myself after this year's game, I'm not buying another one until I see like a massive improvement to the game because they've been given the same watered down content for years now. They just, they slightly updated the graphics and change a few settings, and boom, it's supposed to be a new game. Oh, oh, but yeah, we're going to hit you with these loot boxes, though, which is gambling. And they about to take all these kids' money. Oh, not these kids' money. These kids' parents' money to try to buy the best cards in the game and shit. And it's not... It ain't worth it, man. It's not worth it at this point. 
Meanwhile, I'm over here playing PS3 and uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, dude, that that's where it's at, man. The classic games, bro. Like, I'm honestly, dude, I'm I'm so ready. I, I'm ready. I ain't gonna lie. I am ready for the PS5. I was kind of underwhelmed when I saw. I, I watched like the live stream of the Sony conference. I was kind of underwhelmed by it because they were putting a lot of bullshit games in there, like some games with furries and shit. And it's like I'm not into that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know some of these. Niggas with these kinks and shit. Yeah, they might like that shit, but I don't care about it. Like Spider Man, of course, I love that shit. That that uh, that's one of the games I would get. Ratchet and Clank, I've never played it, but I it looked oh. dope. It looked dope as fuck. I was like, yeah, bro, you never played that shit. Nah, I never played Ratchet and Clank, bro. Nope, that's that's one of those uh, games I never played, but it looked dope. It looked like they were jumping it's through classic. Yeah, it looked like they were jumping through like different like portals and shit. And I'm into sci fi and all that shit. So I'm like, yeah, that's a game I'll check out. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm get that. Uh, I'm gonna get the PS5, but I'm so I'm excited though to play other games, bro. Like, cause it's like I've been playing sports games nonstop for the past couple of years, and it's like I'm tired of this shit. It's like it's clearly these sports, these 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 motherfuckers, EA, Take Two Sports. These niggas don't give a fuck about us like that. They they're just trying to get money. That's all they want. They they they're just money hungry. They're not trying to give us a quality game. You know, even, you know, even when niggas are getting hyped, oh, NCAA might come back. Then you look at it. Oh, no, nah, it's not going to be uh, the uh, the simulation NCAA. It's going to be like the cartoony NCAA games or what? <laughs> hey, nigga, trying to make us mad. Yeah, trying to make us mad. And it's like, even at this point, we don't even know if that shit's going to be even good if it comes back. If, it, if, mm-hmm. if it's through EA, we know how EA gets down. They literally give us the same game after every year, and they always give the stupid-ass animations with the stupid catches and shit. And, and 2K just gives us the same game, don't even really update shit. Oh, but hits us with all these loot boxes, man. These sports games, man, this shit is weak. Like, I'm ready to... I'm, I'm really about to venture off into some other shit. I might get into, like, role-playing games and shit. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't care, man. I, I, we already talked about this. I'm getting the PC. I'm not getting that. I'm yeah, the getting console, that. I'm the whole PC. Yeah, the consoles are dying. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I'm getting a whole PC. I'm not getting a PlayStation Five. Like, if I get a PS Five, it'll probably be three or four years after after it come out, unless I get a damn good deal or somebody get it for me. I'm not getting the Xbox. I'm probably. I mean, Nintendo. I like the Nintendo Switch. I honestly think people are gonna really, really fuck with that Switch a lot more. Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo, Yeah, Nintendo's always ahead of the curve in terms of technology and shit. It's just that shit is fucking plain, dude. I play Zelda, Zelda, and um, I got LA Noir, Smash Brothers, yeah, Mario, Mario Kart. Like, I mean, the the shit is crazy. The thing with Nintendo is always, for me, is always the it's the specs. It's like they don't have like the best. They've never really had like the best specs in terms of like graphics, um, with their games. I mean, yeah, they they're creative as hell though with like the setup with like the handheld, combining that and making the console like that's really dope. You know, that's something we ain't really we've never seen before. Being able to play on the ta- uh, like your handheld and then like swipe that shit onto the TV, like you know that shit's dope. Like that's innovation. You know, um, Sony and Microsoft, all they do is give us, like, updated graphics and, um, yeah, call it a day, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo got to work on the graphics, but they got to, like, all they got to do is have that one flagship sports game. Yeah. 
And I bet they can do it with like with two great with like two K football or some shit. They gotta have like that one flagship sports game where they go all in with it. And I think it's a wrap, man. But like, it's Sony, a wrap. But Nintendo, we know what Sony into. Sony into like those animated games, like that, like uh, Super Smash Brothers, Zelda. That's where they eat. They eat off of shit like that, which are classic yeah. games. But you're, they gotta, they gotta, they need some new titles. You know, they, yeah, they need, they they really need some new titles that get people intrigued to be like, oh shit, this is only on the Switch. I gotta get the Switch now. You know, yeah. Instead of just yeah, instead do. of just relying on the same classic characters to keep making new games for them, you know, they gotta they gotta innovate in that way because we know that they're gonna innovate on the tech the the technology side of things. They always are ahead of the curve. That like people on the people don't have the, who don't have the switch, they don't understand. Like that shit is cool as hell to be able to uh, be, make it handheld. But like when you make it handheld, it's it's actually like it's not like a PSP. Uh, uh, PSP Pro, um, not Vita. PSP Pro, but a like PS- Vita. Yeah. The PS, like it's not like that or PSP. Like this shit is like, it's like you're really playing like a real, like it's like it's meant to be handheld. But you know, with the PlayStation Five and all that, with the Xbox and all that, like I, I'm, just, I'm just about to jump to the console. I mean, uh, PC. I'm about to make that full jump, bro. Yeah. Like, whenever, I don't know, man, it'll probably be within another, within a year or so, a year or two, but I'm making a jump to the PC. I don't think I'm going to play with the consoles anymore, to be real. Like, it's, it's just, it's just insane, you know? I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't, it, the concept, it doesn't, it shouldn't be this difficult. And like, you're seeing games, like, I, I think I was seeing uh, MLB, the show, or the, the new game, they got a micro trans, transaction card. Yeah. And this, this is where we're at—a micro, a, a card for microtransactions. I mean, they've been had it in other games, but like nice and sports games. Like, I didn't actually look at the video. I just was like skimming through, like with the comments and shit. And I was thinking, like, yeah, yeah, that's what fuck games up—is the microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, they, they. I mean, people are fed up with that shit. Like, literally fed up, and they keep they continue to bullshit us, and and it, it's. I mean. It's that it's it's the it's reached the boiling point. Honestly, it's reached the boiling point, and they're gonna have to change that shit. Cause we saw it, and we always we go back to that two K eighteen. Everywhere you look, they had an advertisement in that game, like everywhere. Yeah. Like it was so over, it was so much overkill. People were just like, what the fuck? Like it's so blatant what they're doing with this game. They're getting all this sponsorship money, and they're forcing this shit on us, like. You know, and um, obviously, and it's like the worst fucking products ever for you too, like the most unhealthy shit ever. And um, yeah, yeah bro, I remember that. But uh, yeah, man, it's like even the consoles, like, the way they look, is just like goofy. Like the PS Five, that shit looked like my fucking router. It's like, yeah. and and Xbox got the dumbest fucking name, Xbox Series X or Xbox Series One. I was like, what the who who comes up with these fucking names? I'm like, bro. Like, all you had to do was continue after 360, 720, 1080, 4K. There you go, Xbox 4K, eventually. Like, I mean, you know, that, that would have been easy. PlayStation, just keep it simple. No, you got you want to be extra with it. Xbox Series X. What type of bullshit? It's not, what, uh, next, we're going to get Xbox Series Y, the complete Chrome, uh, makes chromosomes sense. and shit. Like, what the fuck? You know, so it's silly. And no, I'm knowing Microsoft probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, Bill Gates behind Microsoft, so yeah, you never know what he's up to, uh, what we do now, but, um, and, and yeah, bro, I mean, PC gamers are eating, and it's funny, because it's like, PC gamers, for years, have been making fun of console gamers, it's like, bro, like, you so excited over this shit, like, I mean, it's not even like, I mean, the graphics aren't that great compared to PC, sure, you get more games readily available and shit exclusively for the consoles, but the PC is just superior in terms of uh, specs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like decentralized. You can get the game for free if you want. You can mod that bitch. Yep. You can literally optimize what you pay for. Like, I mean, I think it, I think it's literally the, it's the future and it's the times we in and the future. Like, you can do what you can do what you want. You can mod the games. My my brother mods. He has a PC. Um, and like I mean, the shit that you can do is just uh it's just beyond incredible. And I think it's just only going to get better. It's only going to get better. I just don't think it's. I, I don't think it's into the. It's the consoles is not where it's at. In my opinion. In my opinion, like I don't. I don't think I'm going to jump. I don't think I'm going to make that next leap. PS4. I haven't played my PS4 in like a year and a half. I ain't cut that bitch on. It's got dust and no cords connected to it. Damn. Uh, you know, but I will say this though. I've been looking at Assassin's Creed Origins. People doing the walkthrough. Yeah. This guy doing the walkthrough. Man, that's a damn good game. That's the Assassin's Creed that was based in like Egypt. Okay. And then, oh yeah, Assassin's Creed. That shit's incredible. Yeah, they, they always dropping gems and they should, like, especially the dude. Asian. They got some gems. They got some gems. They got some damn gems. They got some really good games. I'm on Origins right now, and like, I, I really enjoy it so far. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting uh, Last of Us Part Two because um, people have been saying how great the game is, and obviously, I, I watched the walkthrough of the first part, but the second part, people are saying is just as great, and. Um, People are saying it's possibly one of the best games ever for a console, you know, so I might get it. I don't know. I've just been so focused on 2K, man. It's just addicting, like, on uh, the, my team, just, like, trying to build, like, the perfect team and shit. And they keep coming out. Tell they keep me about coming it. out, dude. It's like, they again, when I tell you it's fantasy, this shit is fantasy, bro. They got niggas that's uh, – they got niggas like Giannis. Well, I mean – Okay, he he technically is a small forward, but they got him in the game as a point guard, a six eleven point guard that can handle the ball like a guard, and his dunk anima- his animations are retarded. Like we see how he can, how easy it is for him to score in real life, but in the game it's even easier. And they put him as a point guard, like you know how much of a cheat code that is for most most people playing. And then oh yeah, on top of that, we're gonna give him. All these these great stats and put them his overall gonna be like a ninety eight overall, and eventually they're gonna drop the ninety nine overall with ninety nine almost everything. So yeah, niggas are gonna spend money to try to get them out of packs because they know how much of a game change that card is. But it's it's fantasy at this point, and um, yeah, man, it's just a, it's addicting though. But I, there's something else I wanted to touch on before we uh go on to something else or close out, which I think big. I just seen this pop up on my timeline. So, of course... Bruh, look, look, hold on, before we transition, yeah. you talking about addicting, I'm in a year 2068 in my NCAA dynasty. Oh, <laughs> Damn. 
I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm about to hit 27. Once you hit 2072, it's a wrap. So I'm about to complete that. And I guess I finally beat the, I beat a college football game. That shit is crazy, man. I've been playing that shit since we was in college. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually nuts. 2068. What the fuck? Bro, that shit fun as fuck. But I just wanted to throw that in there, man. Like, that's why I'm like, fuck a PS5 or Xbox Series, Series X. They're going to get a PC. Then I might get it on the ladder here. I'm, I ain't going to say I'm never going to get one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's really not smart to get, like, the console right when it comes out. Like, because, you know, they got to work out all of the bullshit that's going to happen with the console. So a couple years down the line, they'll have that shit perfected. And then that's really the perfect time to get it. And about, about three Christmases. Huh? Yeah. And they'll probably come, up, they'll probably come up with like a PS5 Slim or some bullshit. And, and, and it'll, be, it'll be at a discount, too. And it'll be where all the, all the kinks will be worked out. Three In about three Christmases, three, three Black Fridays from this year. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. But the big news uh, that I wanted to transition into, um, I don't know if you've seen this. I just literally saw it. Uh, Newsweek is reporting. Facebook market value plummets $56 billion as advertisers flee platform. Uh, now I'm about to read from the article. Facebook watched as $56 billion was wiped off of its market value on Friday after a slew of major advertisers said they would be boycotting the social network. The platform stock price plunged by more than 8% with shares expected to cost $212.50 a piece when markets open on Monday, down from $235 when markets closed on Thursday. Bloomberg reported that Facebook's value had fallen by $56 billion, adding that the downturn had also taken $7.2 billion off of Mark Zuckerberg's network. Wow. The share fall was the largest the company had witnessed in several months, and appeared to be triggered in part by Unilever and Coca-Cola's moves to join an advertising boycott of the social media platform. Damn. That's crazy. There's going to be a lot of stuff from the past that ain't going to make it, I think. And I think I think Facebook and YouTube are, are two of them. Yeah, dude. I, uh, we talked about it before. Like, I think, like I said before, I think YouTube is at, like, yeah, honestly, Facebook, too. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Man, I don't really give a fuck about Facebook. Honestly, I, the only reason I get on Facebook is just to see updates from families from time to time. That's it. I don't really use Facebook like that. But YouTube, I don't know what I would do if I wake up tomorrow and YouTube is gone. Like, Because like, I, YouTube, to me, is like TV, bro. Like, I that's what I yes, watch. Sir. I just watch YouTube, bro. It's like you can Man, it's big, it's it's deeper, it's deeper than TV. It's well, that shit is deeper than TV. Well, I mean, you can you can yo, you connect it. Yeah, I oh, yeah. Okay, I thought it had cut off because I heard like a static. I was gonna say, okay, yeah. Yeah, because TV tell lie tell lies vision. YouTube doesn't tell lies in terms of what you I mean, if you know what you're looking for. I mean, I look at a variety of things. Um, but YouTube, I love YouTube, man. I love watching different content creators and stuff. I love watching upcoming cr- content creators and um, the ones that ain't been 
they haven't sold out yet. You know, you can still distinguish those and by by what they talk about in their uh, in their content about different things and issues and whatnot. And I'm not even always talking about the conscious stuff either. I watch just surface level shit all the time too. You know, I'm ball dreams, commentary. Yeah, I mix it up, man. I just think it, it's great. You can find whatever you want on YouTube. Like how you can learn a I mean, you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube, bro. It's insane. Like, it's really dog. Look, I was uh, like, I, I, when I, I went home, my dad, like, he still lives like old. Like, he doesn't have internet or anything. Yeah. So, like, when I went home, I could, I put the, I put the hotspot on, and literally, we were just sitting there watching music videos, man. Like, old music videos from the '90s, Goody Mob, like, oh shit, like, yeah. And I was just like, man, this shit is incredible, bro. Like, this shit is really like, what the fuck? This shit is, it's incredible. He was just sitting there vibing, like, he ain't never seen no shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Was like, again, like I said before, um, several episodes before, uh, I feel like YouTube is at like its end point or rather end game. You know what I'm saying? For the Marvel fans out there. It's rather at like its end game right now because it's like, Content creators are fed up with what all these new policies and shit. Uh, YouTube is so fucking great. Money from the videos. It's time another video platform to rise up. And when that platform rises up, when that platform rises up, I'm going to be on it. Because I know it's going to be the fucking wave. Like, I know it's going to be the wave. It's, It's no point of starting a YouTube now. I feel like it's no point at the, you know, I feel like YouTube is going to, It's YouTube is not going to, I don't think YouTube is going to pull up my space and just fucking fall off the face of earth. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think YouTube is just going to become irrelevant. Um, now, Facebook is, is a more, it's, it's more complex, I think, on Facebook because Facebook, so many people are connected on Facebook in terms of family and friends. Whereas on YouTube, you're most of the time you're watching people you've never met before in your life. Facebook also has uh, Instagram, like they got a they got a they got a web yeah, too. That's, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Instagram is so, a, you know as another one of the more most popular social media platforms. So I don't I don't see and I, I notice I notice Instagram is Instagram is like actually like the the Facebook of like the newer generation too. Yeah, like that's what my my brother in high school like. He don't fuck with nothing but Instagram. Like, yeah, that's all they really fuck with. I don't, I mean, you know, so yeah, Facebook is going to be different, but Facebook as a platform, I don't really think that, I, I think they're either transition to Instagram and it's going to be other shit that we're about to go into. I, honestly, I can see Zuckerberg up and down. I mean. Yeah, because none of this shit is working. That Libra shit, I think it has its place, but it ain't going to, it ain't going to be what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it going out like MySpace. MySpace was just something different. I was thinking about MySpace earlier today or like the other day because we had talked about it before. I'm just like, bro, like that shit was so ahead of time, and I missed that shit. Bro, I, miss, that I, I, literal, I missed that shit, dude. Like that shit was cool. Bro, like that shit was really. That cool. was a literal uh, experiment, man. You really could like express yourself on that as a like the way you wanted people to view you. If they, when they come to your page, they get a sense of who you are. Now on yeah. Facebook, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, you got your likes here, 
what you're into, but it's not as deep. It doesn't go as in depth as MySpace did, you know, and having your, you know, your friends list and shit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just enjoyed it more. Of course, you can have your music playing, your favorite songs and shit. And I just felt like, you know, that was something more in depth. You know, a lot of these Zoomers, Zoomers don't know what we're talking about. But uh, literally, that was ahead of its time. And like, literally, that was an experiment that was played onto the people. Like, like we said before, like MySpace was like way ahead of its time. Yeah. Like we literally was were coding. But I, I, I think either MySpace would come back. In a, in a different way, or something like MySpace will come back, and I think that's what's going to be the fall of like of, of like Facebook. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go back to that, and we're gonna go back to that for real. Watch. And Twitter, honestly, is at the point now. Like I was saying, the cancel culture, that shit is going to die out eventually. It's going to die out because it's like everybody up there is so opinionated about shit. And doing everything for likes and retweets. Well, most of the time, people don't know what the fuck they're talking about because you see in the replies to, to some of these popular tweets, it's like, no, this ain't even right. This is wrong. This is wrong. And then they'll, the person that sent the tweet, the popular tweet, will be like, ah, oh, it's just for jokes. You know, they're just trolling. Everybody's trolling to get likes and retweets. At the end of the day, none of this shit fucking matters. Who gives a fuck how many likes and retweets you get? Like yeah, and then the, the censorship and the shadow banning is gonna be the downfall of all this. The one, shit. I agree. Yeah, with the one forty, the one hundred and forty characters, you know, and people wanting to edit their tweets and shit. It's like it, I don't know, bro. It's 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 becoming too much. It's becoming way too much. So something's got to give. Another platform will arise. It's only a matter of time. Um. I can see Snapchat kind of Snapchat. They can position themselves to be um like they should have taken a, taken advantage of this quarantine, honestly, because like that that platform could have really like gained a lot of the market uh, value. Man, I remember when Snapchat. I remember when Snapchat really first started popping. When we were, I remember uh, freshman year, people were on that shit. I didn't know what it was. And they were like, yeah, you can send pictures and it deletes within like an hour or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? That shit just exploded. And now it's kind of on the back burner. But I mean, there's people still on it, but it's not to it's not as popular as it once was. And I was like, damn. I downloaded Snapchat when I was a senior in high school on, on accident, though, because I was trying to find Cinemagram. You remember Cinemagram? Uh. Is that it's uh is it like something? It was kind of like Instagram, man. That, that shit was like the original Instagram, like. Yeah, I don't think I. That no, shit I've never is, heard of that. Yeah, it was Cinemagram. I was trying to download Cinemagram, and I, for some reason, I was on the App Store and I downloaded Snapchat. Me and LJ, we downloaded Snapchat. He was a freshman at ECU, and um, I didn't get that shit. I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? I don't know what the hell this is. This ain't Cinemagram. I can't find no post or nothing like that. And um, I just didn't, I didn't fuck with it until I got East, until I got ECU about a year, about a year and a half later. And then like, it's like around that time, that shit just blew up. 2012. Yeah. That shit got, that shit went crazy. And that's why I say they can take advantage of this shit right now. Cause like everybody at home, man, there's so much shit you could do with Snapchat. 
but I think you know a lot of the old shit is gonna it's gonna either change dramatically or it ain't gonna be able to survive. Yeah. Um. And one thing too, when you mentioned that, what was I gonna say? Okay, you were mentioning Snapchat. Damn, I, I lost my thought. But yeah, like I was saying before, you know, something new definitely I feel will arise in terms of uh, social media. Um, oh yeah, there was a post I seen earlier today. It was saying like, you know, the people born between like the year 93 and 98, it's like we've experienced so much shit and we're still so young. And that struck a chord with me. Cause it's like, we have, we're, we're only like in our mid twenties and it's like, felt like we've experienced like three lifetimes worth of shit. Yeah. We're chosen for this shit. Yeah. With like all these different, like the social media age, shit, 9-11, pandemic, you know, police brutality, you know, H1N1, all, you know, just, just all this other shit, war, bro. It's like we experienced so much shit. Like, it's crazy, man, to think about. And a lot. It is. I was just talking to um to one of my friends that you know an old home homie. You know, I was talking about you know we was in the same class when we were, when the when the uh, when the plane hit the when the second plane hit the top. Damn. We was in the same second grade class. It's like man, we was in second grade. That's what we grew up on. We grew up on this type of bullshit. Y2K. Yeah. The original fear mongering tactic and shit. Man, we grew up on this type of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Cause we was this this shit. We was meant for this. We're gonna be. This is our time. It's about to shift into our new. We about to be the new leaders. We about to be the new one percent. All that. That's why I'm just sitting back, chilling, trying to make sure I, I I remain healthy, and you know, stay free from all the bullshit. Cause it's about to be our time. Like really, really, it's about to be our time more than people can imagine. It's transitioning to the millennial time and the Zoomer time. You know. The boomers are, you know, basically transitioning their power to us. So we gotta, we about to be the new leaders. We about to be, we about to hold the majority of the wealth, et cetera, et cetera. Like we about to really, it's really, really about to be our our society. But I think it's gonna be beautiful in a little bit. And I don't know, it may take a couple years, but we're gonna start to see. We're gonna start to see slowly but surely. I think a lot of the chaos is coming from the changing of the guard. For sure. You know, changing of the guard. For sure. Um, yeah. Um, shit, I'm trying to see if there's anything else like major that we've uh, we missed. I mean, because obviously there's so much that goes on within a day. It's like a day now. It's like a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm Talk looking. I don't. A lot of shit. Most of the shit I see is not nothing. I don't think it's really anything that needs to be uh, discussed. Um, I do know that they were talking about. That I've been seeing, hearing rumblings about uh, obviously the another stimulus. That that that's something that's been discussed. We talked about that a couple 
we well probably like a month ago now. We're gonna get a couple more. This yeah, we're gonna get a couple more, man. I think we're gonna get a couple more. I think. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. And I think it was saying like something about it um, being possibly in another round, just like another twelve hundred or whatever. But it's crazy to think they they sent out over a billion. No, was it over a billion or a tri- yeah? It was over a billion dollars of those stimulus checks to dead people. Yeah, they sent out a lot of money that didn't it didn't reach the destination they were supposed to reach. So they wasted a lot of money. So they got to change something. Yeah, they're gonna go no. to the cryptocurrency system, man. They better they better jump. It's, I think it's gonna be a blackout of the internet because we're about to go to a different form of the internet. We're about to go like this is the real Y2K. Like, like you know, a lot of what's going on is playing and what exactly what we said was gonna happen. It's just going moving a lot slower than what I thought. Like, it's a lot of the money didn't even reach the spots where it needed to go. So I mean, that means we got to change the financial system. But I think we're about to change the whole internet and financial system, which is gonna be better for us. And I think, you know, that's why the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency is going to really, wow, it's going to really change a lot of people's lives. But And the way we look at money and currency is going to change because we're going to have multiple currencies. Like, we're going to look at money differently. That's why I think Libra currency will, will probably keep Facebook afloat, ironically. But we're going to look at currency differently. Like, I, 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 um... I use the Brave browser, Brave uh, internet browser, and they have these things called basic attention tokens, which is a cryptocurrency that you can actually buy. But if you download the Brave browser, they'll give you basic attention tokens for the amount of ads that you look at. So, like, if you look at a certain amount of ads, they'll give you a, a certain amount of base, a certain amount of bats. They call them BATs, bats. Um, once a month. And like, I got like three dollars, three U.S. dollars in bags, and you know, that's free fucking money. And I was looking online, I was like looking on the internet, and people like in other countries that had the Brave browser, like people that lived in like it was somebody I think lived somewhere in like Central or South America. They would talk about how they downloaded the Brave browser and them getting the basic attention tokens. You can get it verified and transferred to your Uphold wallet. Uphold is like Coinbase. I recommend downloading, um, creating an Uphold account because they got a card that they create that they, that they got in process. And Uphold is about to be the first cryptocurrency uh, financial institution that's going to have a debit card that's connected to your cryptocurrency wallet. So I'm telling you, bro, we about, we about to be like we, I mean, that, that shit right there is extra. That shit is like, that's a mind fuck. So the only way they can do that, the only way you can allow it to happen through a debit card, is it's got to be connected to these debit cards that they're trying to send out through the stimulus, through the uh, treasury, and we're going into a new financial system. But the only way you can go to a new financial system is you got to have a new internet system. The only way you can have a new internet system is you have to have a, some type of blackout, some type of change. And I agree, it's going to be some type of blackout, some type of change, but it's going to be for the better. But. They were saying like they lived in like Central America and they were saying they downloaded the Brave browser and they got these bats for just having these advertisements. And they said they got like, I think, five U.S. dollars, but it was in like pesos or some shit. But if you're down there, they were basically saying that they had enough U.S. dollars to where they can buy. They could they could like literally eat for the next month. 
and I started to think, I was like, man, it's a paradigm shit. Like, that's, that's, like, this shit is fucking crazy, dude. Like, yeah, so. Yeah, that could be game changing. I'm saying and Brave Browser, they it like it, it. It gives you its own. So what it does is it gives you its own designated ads, but it blocks the ads that you look like. So if you're on YouTube, it automatically blocks the ads on the videos. But it, you can give it. You can have it to send you five ads per hour of its own. Like it'll send you like a different advertisement of its own liking, like an alert. Yeah. And um, you get like it's it, it just it just changes the way you look at the way you browse internet, the way you, uh, you get paid to basically look at advertisements that they choose to give you. I mean, I don't agree with ads in general, but I can see how this is, this can change a lot of people's lives. So I think that that shows that we're about to go into a different type of age to where we're going to have multiple currencies. We're going to have like currencies of like off of social media, all this shit to where it's going to actually change people's lives. Cause it's already doing that shit. It's going to be the decentralization of, of the financial, of the financial, uh, reality. We never had, well, we don't really remember that a lot of people that's on the planet now. So that's why I say, uh, you know, look into cryptocurrency, you know, creating a Coinbase, creating an uphold, U-P-H-O-L-D, uphold, creating an account and, you know, asking, putting yourself on the wait list for the car that they got in process. And then also buy gold and silver, buy your precious metals. Even uh, Donald Trump, a lot of people like you know, they don't agree with what he says. But he the uh, Trump Trump Towers tweeted the other day. I think they said something like, "Everyone likes gold, but it's also it also includes silver linings." I forgot. How, I mean, that's not how the, how it went, but they tweeted something along the lines of, of that. Uh-huh. And if you've really been doing your research, you know that we're going to go back to a gold and silver. We're, we're going to go back to some type of gold standard. Possibly backed by digital currency and cryptocurrency, some some type of exotic gold standard. But um, yeah, if you do your research through history, anytime we go into a transition like this, gold increases tenfold, but silver increases a thousandfold. But you know, it's an opportunity for you to uh, you know, basically become wealthy in this transition. It's going to be the biggest trans. Some are saying the biggest transition since the time of Noah, two thousand years. So we're going to look at everything differently. We're going to look at money differently. We're going to look at everything differently. And it's going to include uh, God's money. They call God's money metals, you know, gold, silver, copper, platinum, about all that shit. But I think cryptocurrency as well, because cryptocurrency is going to allow the society to move fast, but it's going to be backed by God's money. So right now is the time to develop your wealth. So I ain't bugging off none of this shit. As long as I stay alive, I mean, I'm about to be shit. We about to be chilling. We about to be chilling. I just want my people to chill with me, you know. Yeah. Just don't buy to the beard. The the site that I I use to buy gold and silver is a uh, jmbullion.com. They got good. They got a lot of sales on coins and bars. So definitely, if you're looking into investing into the physical assets, I would definitely check that out. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I definitely see it moving forward. The physical uh, assets become more important. We know crypto. I want to say this too, real quick about Coinbase. On Coinbase, I don't. They got another app called Binance. Yeah, and Binance. Binance has it has has its gripes. You know, it has this you know shit going on. 
But the thing about Binance is uh, in the United States, it's not regulated yet in all 50 states. And North Carolina is one of the states where it's not regulated in. So I'm following the rules. But with Binance, that's actually one of the best crypto wallets. So like, just stay on the lookout if you're a United States citizen on uh, whenever that becomes regulated and you can create that account. Um, but with Coinbase, they got this thing called Coinbase Earn. That's what I'm saying. It's already changing people's lives. It's cryptocurrency. Yeah. So Coinbase Earn, you can get rewards. You can get literally, 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 listen to what I'm saying. You can get, they give you free money, free cryptocurrency on doing uh, quizzes based on a certain cryptocurrency. Um. So, and it's, it ends up being a value of around $25. But I can see how that can literally change people's reality right now. $25 US dollars, converting that to some other currency could be life-changing. But and as a United States citizen, you're getting free money. Like you're getting free cryptocurrency. I wouldn't, I would literally get the free cryptocurrency and hold it. Because like I said before, we're going into a system where we're going to have multiple currencies. We're going to have multiple currencies. You're going to literally have. You, it's going to be where you're going to be able to have enough Libra currency, Libra dollars, the way you can just go to the store and get you some fucking coffee. Like, you feel me? True like, indeed. You're going to have enough Amazon dollars the way you can get free shipping and, and you can get a free gift each month. Like, that type of shit. Um, but Coinbase right now, they have this thing where you can get money if you, um, you, if you send people the link. So I got free, I got free uh, Stellar Lumens by sending a link to somebody and they created an account off of the link that I sent them and they did a quiz and I got money just for them creating an account. I got money for me doing the quizzes before I sent the link to them and they got money for them doing the quizzes. And they just sent another, they just put another uh, uh, cryptocurrency up called compound. It's a Ethereum token. And compound is basically like a, um, it's basically a, a cryptocurrency that, it's a crypto entity under Ethereum that basically allows you to get interest off of uh, allowing people to borrow your cryptocurrency. Basically, I mean we're going. To, I mean we're going into some crazy shit. We're going like, man, we're going to look at money differently. I think we're going to be looking at money the way we're supposed to look at money, to where it's not going to really like we're going to kind of have hyperinflation, but not in a not really in a sense of how we how we traditionally look at it. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. About the cryptocurrency yeah. and the metals. You know, I just wanted to speak on that. I wanted to true. speak on that. True indeed, true indeed. Um, I think we're at a good point for this episode. We're closing in on two hours almost. Uh so I, I think this is a, a good a good stopping point. Uh is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we close out this episode? No, I agree with you. This is this seems like a good stopping point. All right, cool, cool. All right, for sure. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the Divine Council podcast, leave us a like. You know, follow us on uh, SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine. Uh, In the future, we will uh, be more active on that in uh, social media in general. You know, it's just, you know, we got busy schedules and stuff. So sometimes it is hard to coordinate. But, yeah, in the future, yeah, we'll be more active on 
social media. I was thinking about, you know, starting up an Instagram, you know, and just just trying to find more ways to promote. But uh, yeah, if you like the podcast, you can follow us on those platforms. Um, the podcast is available on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and many others. So we're all over the place. Trademark, you know, so we took that, we took care of that on the business side. Yes, sir. So, so yeah, man, uh, just uh, more content coming. And uh, yeah, if you if you really enjoyed it, if you're listening like on a- Apple Podcasts, if you left us a review, that's uh, that would be very helpful. Um, a five-star rating would be dope. You know, that helps with visibility. And yeah, uh, let me leave the listeners with a quote to close it out. And let me see what I want this quote to be about. Yeah, I'll make this quote about life. Let me see if I can find something good. I think this sums up perfectly this episode this quote is by robert frost and the quote goes in three words i can sum up everything i've learned about life it goes on until next time